0: Hey everyone, Marcus here to tell you more about our move to Spotify. This show, along with all your other LPN favorites, is going exclusive to Spotify on Valentine's Day 2020. That means you'll only be able to listen to this episode, future episodes, and our entire back catalog of shows over on Spotify starting on February 14th. Spotify accounts, oh man, they're free and they're easy to create. You can listen to all of our shows on Spotify right now and you can download episodes for offline listening with your free account. Everything is free. The Last Podcast Network and all your favorite music in one place. What are you waiting for? Listen to The Last Podcast Network free on Spotify.
1: Hey, what's up everyone? Ben Kissel here letting you know Hail Yourself America is available now. Go to hailyourselfamerica.com Buy it and enjoy the ride 2017, what a crazy year it was I ran for Brooklyn Borough President So check out that experience And hopefully it motivates you to get involved Alright everyone, hail yourselves Coming down the aisle It's time to farm Hey, what's up, everyone? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with... Katie Dirks. What up, Katie? Ooh. How you doing?
2: <laughs> oh, I'm a little rough.
1: <laughs> well, you don't exactly sound as great as Shakira did last night at the Super Bowl.
2: Oh, my God. Best halftime
1: show I've ever seen. JLo and Shakira brought the house down. But you sound wonderful to me, Katie, and that's what matters.
2: I sound like I was celebrating the Super Bowl. However, I'm sadly very sober.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's not fun. I broke um, sobriety. I did dry January, and then this weekend I said, I'm back on the wagon. Um, But now I'm devastated, absolutely crushed by this hangover. So I think I'm going to have to get back on it Or get back off of it? I don't know. Whatever it means to not have 30 Bud Lights in a night, that's what I have to do again. You went 30? Oh, probably something around that. I mean, the Super Bowl was a long time. The Shakira Jennifer Lopez halftime show made me a man for the first time. I swear to God, I went through puberty all over again. I get it. And I was, yes, I needed to have Bud Light just to get my mind right so I could think about football again.
2: I'm I'm not mad. About, I'm proud of you.
1: You, you earned it. it. You Thank
2: had well, I mean if you let's say let's say you had 30 you had one for almost every day in January and I feel like you earned it.
1: Absolutely. Well, speaking of earning it, we have got a lot to talk about today. WWE financially might not be doing as good as some people expected it to be. Their stock dropped 20%. We're going to talk a little bit about why that happened. Uh Vince McMahon he had a Saturday night massacre of his own. He, he decided did. to take out a couple of people that were very high up in his company. And because of that, people are like, what the hell's going on? So we'll talk a little bit about that. Chris Jericho, do you want to be surrounded by Jericho Holics? Do you want to be captive in an do you want to be around Chris Jericho diehards in the middle of the sea? Because you can. There's a Jericho cruise. We're going to talk about that.
2: Yeah. It it seems like it's a lot it's a lot
1: (laughs) it's a lot of Jericho fans
2: it's a lot
1: a little bit of the bubbly I think it sounds like a bunch of fun and I would go on the Jericho cruise in a heartbeat although I'm a little bit concerned because we have our tour coming up in April and we got the tour bus right and they're like oh Kissel yeah there's only one problem all of the tour bus beds they're only made for people six foot four or under I'm six seven so I got to shave off some of my ankles or something like that so I can fit. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just don't think I could fit on a cruise. Um, they have
2: like suites with like giant beds. Like you can, you have to, Ooh, maybe you could, I bet, I bet you could find something that works though.
1: I'll have to go in the disability seats because that's where I had to sit when I went to see Elton John. I was too big for the regular seats, So I had to go to the ADA seats. And it was a wonderful experience with a great view. Maybe they'll have ADA suites in the Jericho Cruise.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure they do.
1: Yeah, then I can go hang out with my people, have a nice time, and, uh, you know, probably have a little bit of the bubbly, the Jericho Cruise, most likely going to be the drunkest of all professional athlete cruises. I'm assuming his fans drink just as much as he does. And it seems like he has quite a bit of fun.
2: I mean, this story is ever coming up. I didn't go... I thought about going for like, because I'm currently not working. I'm currently not on a television show.
1: Unemployed.
2: Unemployed. I'm in fun employment. Uh, I thought about going for like two seconds. And then I realized like, all right, it's five days with nothing but wrestling fans, Mm. which sounds super fun in like theory. But then I thought like, maybe it's a little too, can you have too much wrestling?
1: I think you could. I think you could. So we will we'll talk a little bit about what's going to be going on, on the Jericho cruise. And of course, also because we had to miss last week because, you know, these physical bodies, we just covered heaven's gate, these physical (sighs) vessels, they break down and I don't like it one bit. So we will, we will also break down what happened with the Royal rumble and let you all know a few of those results hopefully it doesn't spoil it for anyone but it's been out now for well over a week so a
2: week this i feel like we're past the statute of limitations
1: i think i think you're right i think this one's on you but before we do that i always like to find one of these little stories fun little wrestling tales that we like to share with the audience because the one thing about professional wrestling yes what happens in the ring oh that's pretty exciting stuff but what what happens outside of the ring i would argue is more exciting In many ways, because oftentimes professional wrestlers, they're even crazier than their characters are in the ring, out of the ring.
2: They live the gimmick.
1: They live the gimmick. This guy, Ken Pitura. So now he's old school. He was around in the 70s and the 80s. He's pretty jacked up. He's a strong dude, especially for that time. The 80s, it was still just like, do you have a mullet and are you a little chubby? Yeah. Come on in. You can be a pro wrestler too.
2: Yeah. He was an Olympic weightlifter too.
1: So he was pretty jacked up for the time. And because of that, he needs to eat a lot of protein. He needs his food, right?
2: I mean, yeah. If you've got to lift some weights, you got to build the energy.
1: you got to get the burgers in there. I don't know how it works, but evidently you're supposed to get something inside of your body, you and then the you're protein. supposed to use it, and then, yeah, whatever. McDonald's was closed that night. It was 1984, and he got super pissed off. He was in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And I know Waukesha. It's a nice place, beautiful town, good people, salt of the earth. Don't go Assaulting their McDonald's. So he goes up to the window and he's just like, hey man, I need to get some burger meat for these muscles, for these beef you stacks that these I got. You see these muscles. You see these muscles? I need meat for these muscles. He needs meat. So he went there with a dude named uh Masasoto, who is a Japanese wrestler, and they said, McDonald's, the employee, said, No, you cannot be here. Get out of here. You're two are disgusting. And then they said, What's going on? And the employee said, we're closed. That's what's going on. And then Ken Patura said, oh, my God, you've just messed with the wrong wrestler. And you know what he did, Katie? What did he do? He threw a brick through the window. Unbelievable. Isn't that unbelievable? It was a 30-pound brick. It First was all, lobbed through. It was a big-ass brick. That's a cinder block. That's a cinder block. <laughs> because apparently Patura was a shot-putter. Oh. So he really? shot-put He shot put this brick or this cinder block through a (laughs) mcdonald's window which is ridiculous because you they didn't go in and make themselves a burger because i could do that right now i worked at seven fast food restaurants if i broke into a mcdonald's or a burger king overnight i I could make i could make you anything you want yeah it's pretty easy it's got to be right of course i did get fired from burger king for impregnating a chicken tender with both barbecue and ketchup i've told the story before and I was fired with it in my mouth.
2: Okay. That seems like somebody took their job a little too seriously.
1: You don't got to tell me, sister. I was just <laughs> trying to taste test the food, make sure everything was going out to the to the customer, Q- everything C- was hot and fresh. Yeah. So because of this, police were like, okay, now we have to go figure out who did this. Ken Patura is a very well-known person. He definitely stands out. So two cops go to their hotel, and at this point, he and in uh, Massa, they did a little tag team match on the two cops. Now, this was the <laughs> 80s, and I know for a fact cops were shooting people, but I guess these cops in Wisconsin, they're were, a they were nice, humble people in Waukesha. Of course. And so the cops said, all right, we'll just let you go, beat the hell out of us, and we're not going to shoot you. Other cops had to show up, and then finally they were able to restrain Patera and his buddy, but they were charged with multiple counts of battery on an officer. They were charged with obstructing an officer. And they were charged with criminal damage to a property. They were each sentenced to two years in jail, followed by six years of probation. So there you go. That's the little tale about Ken Petura. He is very lucky he did not get shot because I feel like you wrestle with the cops now. Oh, yeah. Good luck.
2: Yeah. And he's a big boy. He's threatening.
1: He's a big boy. He's strong. And he was angry.
2: I get it. But I feel it like it. if you're going to throw a cinder block through a McDonald's, you get in there and you get what you want. Absolutely. And then you go to the hotel.
1: Absolutely you do. And by the way, this past weekend, man, I really it's not a relapse because I said I'm going to have drinks and I did my I did my 31 days of dry January, but I did wake up covered in McDonald's wrappers and McDonald's is, you know, it's still just the greatest go-to drunk food ever. And um, the fact that it delivers now, it's uh, you know it's a, it's an issue for me.
2: It delivers to my house in like ten minutes. It would take me longer to drive to the McDonald's than it would for it to come to me. Yeah, yeah. So we did that yesterday. I also had McDonald's yesterday.
1: So maybe Ken was just a man who was ahead of his time. Now McDonald's are twenty four hours. You can get it whenever you want. Yeah. Although they are still trying to pull that oh you can only get breakfast before before ten a.m. nonsense. It's bullshit. But that's are okay. They? Yeah, I, thought, yeah. although,
2: I think the ones out here have breakfast all day. Am I right?
1: I don't know. Just saying you could, but you can't get the lunch. What? You can't get the Big Mac oh, anyway. that's garbage. That's,
2: if you're going to have breakfast all day, you should have lunch all day.
1: That's what I'm saying. I almost freaked out when I saw that, but of course I was... Uh, in my underwear, on my couch, nowhere near a brick, <laughs> nor a McDonald's window. So I had no place to take out my aggression and my rage. I would love to see Kissel rage with a cinder block out of McDonald's. In my undies? <laughs> well, it'll happen one of these days. Guaranteed.
2: I'm not mad about it.
1: No, no. All right. Well, let's go through a little bit because we weren't able to talk about this last week. The Royal Rumble. What did you think, Katie? I personally found it to be pretty, pretty good. I liked the the yeah. women's match. Obviously, Charlotte Flair coming out on top in the women's match. And then the men's Royal Rumble, I'm going to call it a tale of two tussles, a tale of two rumbles. <laughs> of course, it began with Brock Lesnar. He came into uh, the ring first and he do, did what he does, which is destroy dreams and lives and somewhat predictable yeah he was somewhat predictable
2: i was so mad i took the wwe bait Uh so hard and i was like we're like brock lesnar eliminated 13 people
1: right away boom 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 set the tied the record
2: yes and he was just throwing people over there anyone that entered the ring he'd throw them over the ropes and first of all i don't like brock lesnar i'm not a fan it's not that he's a bad guy It's just that I think he's a waste of money and a waste of time and a waste of talent. Like, there's so many better people on the roster that they could be pushing.
1: You know, Katie, it's funny. I'm actually pro-Lesnar now.
2: Well, okay. Because
1: he is truly scary. Yeah,
2: but he's, like, it's the same. He doesn't talk. He can't really move anymore. Like, it's the same garbage. He's paid way too much money. There's better stars they could be cultivating on the roster than... Brock coming in and being like, "I'm Brock. I'm the uh, suplex city, bitch."
1: He's the meat mountain.
2: He is a meat mountain. He's a meat castle.
1: I do like that he is such a badass, I guess, and he does have a certain intensity and the way that what happened, uh, you know, with Drew McIntyre in the Royal Rumble. So you know, Brock is out there, as Katie said, throwing everyone over the ropes, dominating, like he's just hitting F five after F five. And you're right, it does get a little bit like you're playing a video game with a friend and they just keep on hitting X and you're like, well, it kind of sucks to play Mortal Kombat when you just hit the one move. Okay,
2: Bo Jackson. Oh, yeah. Bo
1: Jackson and Tecmo game. Yeah, that's amazing. It's Tecmo not bowl. fun.
2: It's not fun when they get Bo Jackson. It's
1: fun when you have him though. Yes. <laughs> so Brock Lesnar, he really is that kind of character when it comes to his WWE gimmick. But when Drew McIntyre finally knocked him out, when he gets the Claymore kick in and Brock goes out of the ring... I was like, oh, like it was all worth it because I was, I was really gearing up to just be like, okay, this is going to be another Brock Lesnar. He's going to throw at all 29 people and we're supposed to be like super thrilled about it. But I think it was very smart for them to kind of give it half of the Royal Rumble was all Lesnar all the time. He was getting pretty winded. He also looked like he was was about to die.
2: (laughs) So he was sweating so bad. And he wasn't in like he wasn't doing long uh, routines or he wasn't doing like like bump after bump. He was doing one big throw over the rope and then standing there. He was just getting winded so fast.
1: But I love the way that Lesnar gets tired because he turns beet red. He's yes. one of those guys where if he's angry yeah. or just slightly exhausted, he's, he's the so certain, white. He gets so red, like he gets like a tomato <laughs> face, and I'm like, he is working today. He's, Brock, yeah, he's it's relatable today. at that moment. He really is because that's what happens to me as well. If I get really cold, I just get bright wet red and it's it's very sad and I look horrible and um we have a similar complexion, Brock and I, and that's another reason why Okay. I can relate to him. You know, we're both okay. very strong muscular people who love to work out all the time, obviously. <laughs>
2: You have a sword tattooed on your chest.
1: I have a sword tattooed on my chest. Yes, it's, it's pretty cool. The only tattoo I was ever going to get was beer lover tattooed on my butt cheeks. Uh, I'm happy I didn't get that. Although I still think it would work.
2: I mean, I, only a select audience would know about it.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I would might have might finally have a career as a streaker like that chick who tr- did the streak <laughs> in the Super Bowl. She oh, got yeah yeah yeah. She got messed up, by the way. She
2: got tackled.
1: They did not think it was funny. She had a lot of Instagram followers, and she's got a great butt. So she was like, I want to show the world my butt at the Super Bowl. But then the security guards were like, did you just throw a brick through a McDonald's window? Because we're about to tackle your ass.
2: <laughs> she went down hard.
1: She really did. Speaking of going down hard, Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre comes in. Obviously, they're, they've been building up to this feud for a minute. I'm a little bit concerned that Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre is going to be a little Roman Reignsy 2.0 just because Lesnar doesn't really do very good with fellow big guys?
2: Yeah, he can't. He can only do so much.
1: And I loved his matches with like, you know, um what was it? Daniel Bryan and uh what was the what was the match with the Finn Bálor? The Finn match was yeah. incredible. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the well, Seth Rollins Finn matches. Well, because Finn was doing
2: most of the work, and then yes. Brock would come in and hit an F5 from time to
0: time.
1: Yes, exactly. So my concern is a little bit like, will this just be like two mountains that really don't budge? Yeah. Uh, what kind of match is it going to end up being? They did do a good job though at the Royal Rumble Drew McIntyre comes out and you know to his credit he's freaking jacked he looks better than ever.
2: He's a big boy.
1: He's a big boy. I think his mic skills have greatly improved. I've been watching some of the yeah. year 2002, 2003 like early 2000 era uh, pro wrestling and you can see like y- a young Brock, a young Drew McIntyre. He deserves a shot totally. at being like the number one dude.
2: He's earned that confidence that he yes. didn't have back in the early 2000s. He's yeah, got he, that like street cred, indie circuit confidence.
1: He's older. He's just like a little bit more like grizzled and mean looking. When he was a baby, when he was a young guy, I was like, that face is so cute. I just went like, it was like, there's nothing on it. I was like, do you, do you have a pube? You got to watch Shakira shake that butt and get a pube down And
2: there. then, yep. And then become, become a man.
1: Uh, I'm still reeling from it. The way she did that tongue thing. I was like, that's out of nowhere. Shakira. She was, I mean. And JLo.
2: She's 43.
1: Time does not matter. Time is not doesn't real matter. for her.
2: I I did say to James they're setting unrealistic expectations for women's in their 40, women in their 40s. Women in their 40s. Oh yeah, let,
1: make sure you let James know that that's not happening. Like that's not in mean, future. Try, James.
2: Yeah, sure. But I'm pretty sure. Uh uh I don't I just don't have the genetics. I'm 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 just too white.
1: Yeah, and and if James expects that out of you, no, you know what?
2: at all. Good.
1: Because, yeah, we have lower expectations. So the fact that if you, like, are just aren't morbidly obese, just be like, yeah. see, doing pretty good here, right? See,
2: fucking nailed it. I'm not in sweatpants today. Oh, that's
1: very <laughs> nice. So Drew comes in, Claymore kicks Brock Lesnar. The crowd goes crazy. He goes over the top rope. And then from there, the Men's Royal Rumble, it took on a more uh, classic feel. When it comes to a traditional feel, when it comes to actually having a bunch of people in the ring at the same time. That was my only thing with Lesnar. I'm like, there it's just Lesnar versus one dude for 30 seconds, as Katie said before that. Boring. Yeah, it was just boring. And I wanna I want to see all the beefcakes in the same ring. That's the whole point. Yeah.
2: Get after it, boys. I want to see like everybody doing their thing. Um, I did have a moment, so I was we were right before the thirteenth uh elimination. I was texting a friend that does odds in Vegas. And I was like, we were on a group chat and I was bitching. I was like, fuck this. I'm not watching it. If this is the WWE, if this is what they're going to do, like, I'm not even going to finish watching this. It's garbage. They're just going to put Lesnar over again. Took the bait. Hook, line, and sinker. And it's because I don't trust the WWE to do something that would actually reward the fans.
1: But I feel like now they are, but now I think they are trying, you know, they really are like. Listening to the audience, again, AEW coming in, giving them actual competition. AEW did win the night in the uh when it comes to the Wednesday night wars with yeah. NXT versus AEW. NXT's still doing fairly well. And I love what they're doing with NXT, Adam Cole, and the whole thing. Finn and and that whole gang is like totally badass and awesome. But I, it seems like Vince at this point is a little bit more willing to to take into account the cheers, the jeers, and the snoozes yeah. and tries to change it. Because that pop that Lesnar got when Ooh. he was ousted from the ring, Ooh, everyone felt like, oh, thank God. Like that whole, you yes. can feel it, that whole arena was just like, this shit is gonna happen for the next 45 minutes and then we're gonna go home.
2: I want my money back.
1: I want my money <laughs> back. So when Drew McIntyre came in and actually like kicked his ass, I was like, all right, that was that was very, very well done.
2: Yeah, and it turns out in in storyline, about two weeks before they like finished it, like before the Royal rumble, they were going to do Lesnar takes out everyone. Uh Uh-huh. That was the original plan. Was Lesnar goes, yeah, Lesnar comes in at two and goes all the way to the end or one and goes all the way to the end. And I was like, why, like, why would you, I'm glad they wound up doing what they did. But there is a, when I heard the story of like, oh yeah, no, that was their original plan. I was like, of course it was, of course it was their original plan. Why would they just, why would they do this? But I guess they didn't, so it doesn't matter. But the fact is that they were going to.
1: They were going to.
2: And somebody talked him out of it.
1: Drew McIntyre. It was Drew McIntyre. It was Edge. Obviously, we have to talk about Edge (laughs) coming in. That was awesome. As soon as Edge, he was the, Uh, the biggest surprise guest without a doubt.
2: That pop was so fun. Oh, that pop was so much fun. You think you know me and I'd be like
1: I don't know you. I don't know you Edge and then he comes out and it was awesome. He looks great. Speaking of people being in their 40s and still being yeah. like tight as hell. He looks great. So the final four it was Edge, it was Rollins, it was Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. A lot of people in that crowd including the people that were at my house, Holden McNeely from Wizard of the Bruiser and Page 7 came over and my he can eat. He can eat that food. So we were just like, "Okay, please don't have Rollins or Roman those were my two just because I I actually don't even hate what Seth is up to right now he's kind of doing a good job he's playing the heel he's got the AOP with him uh you know they are I I think it's cool it's it's different it's new it's like something that Rollins had to do I think the audience it is a very strange thing if you watch WWE backstage Rollins will be talking about it being like I was the everyone loved me one day and for some reason, yeah. uh, they kind of the the WWE universe is they reward their favorite wrestlers, but they also take it away very quickly
2: for reasons that are like a tweet
1: for a tweet, or they just see they've seen the match enough, they've seen Rollins enough, yeah, and they they quickly get bored, right? I
2: don't think that the Becky Seth angle helped. I think that's when things started to turn for him because they were. I agree. They were, like, tagging together, and they were trying to make this thing a couple, and I think that's when things started to turn for him, because even I was like, bro, back the fuck up. Back up off your girl. Well- (laughs) Which is WWE's fault. It's not Seth's fault. No, I don't
1: think they even wanted to do that. He kind of had to cuck out a little bit a few of those times, too, but it is one of those things where, especially in the WWE universe, if you look like you have it too good, folks are just going to be like, all right, you don't get to, like- Bang, like the hottest chick, two belt yeah. Becky. Like You don't get to do that and be the GOAT like right now. Be the now. top guy. Be the top dude. So uh, you're going to have to choose one. Like I, Because I, I agree with you. As soon as everyone's just like, man, I don't hate you, but man, you're doing well, huh? People are weird like that.
2: You're, that's, that's enough, Seth. Okay, Seth. We got out. it,
1: Seth. Thank you. you.
2: You can't have everything.
1: So now I think that he's actually, I like the heel roll. Uh, yeah. it, it seems to fit him and you know The Shield they were supposed to be anti heroes, so this isn't something that's like brand new for him he knows how to play a heel
2: yeah and he's so good at it
1: he really is so Edge or Drew McIntyre I would have been fine with either obviously Drew ended up taking it sets yeah. up the match Royal, Wrestlemania will be he versus Brock Lesnar that's the big men's match to watch out for in WWE I mean I guess it could be cool um, yeah. I'm just slightly concerned that it's two, two big old boys going in the ring together. Will they be able to put on a compelling match with a good storyline? I don't know.
2: And like Brock is so bad with storyline. Cause it's like, they've done the angle where it's like, he doesn't show up. He's too cool for us. He doesn't do the work. And then they've done the angle where he's like, he's the beast. You, he's unstoppable like what else are we gonna do with Brock that we haven't seen we've seen everything that Brock can do we've seen it all right I get it like let's mix it up he can't talk he can't go the distance no let's just let's call it a day with Brock he can like get a new guy in there I don't know do something anything else with him
1: wrestle nude that's what I say start wrestling nude let's see a different side of Brock Lesnar I want to see those glutes
2: Come out with a kitten or something. I don't know. Be the big, nice guy. I don't well, know what to Well, you did
1: see when he was money in the bank, when he was the man with the money in the bank, he came out. He had to be. No, <laughs> he, was
2: he, was doing still, some... he was still snarky, <laughs> snarky, Brock. He's like, nah, I'm kind of. And that was terrible, too. And they tried to make it a thing. I'm going to well, make that I worse.
1: <laughs> I am just scared of Brock Lesnar, so I'm not going to sit here on national airwaves and criticize the man who could destroy me, turn me inside out. And, I'll
2: do it. Come at me, Brock.
1: Yeah, you can handle him. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. They're going to keep on feeding that storyline. Drew is now getting over. It's going to be. Uh, cl- it's going to climax. Speaking of being a yeah. nude at the at WrestleMania, and uh, we shall see if Brock Lesnar has a match in him that can be, uh, you know, worthy of headlining WrestleMania.
2: Yeah. Um, the one that I'm excited about is, rumor has it, the word on the street Uh-oh. is that the WrestleMania match for the women's division is going to be Becky Lynch okay, and Shayna Baszler. From NXT. Dude,
1: I do not mess with Shayna Baszler. Dude. That chick is scary.
2: Oh my god, she is such a badass, and she's been she's been in NXT for a few years mm-hmm. um, because she was starting to wrestle in the indies when we were still doing the documentary. So we were fortunate enough to get to see some of her early matches when she was still trying to make that transition. Yeah, and then when she went to an NXT, she like you could see her working her get like learning the character, mm-hmm. but like she's fucking. Badass. Dude. She's a bad bitch.
1: NXT's women division is so crazy good. It's Ripley, so good. R- Rhea Ripley. I do not mess with any of these people.
2: They're saying uh, Rhea versus Charlotte.
1: Damn. Well, let's talk about that before we get to Daniel Bryan and The Fiend, because I actually like that match, and we're going to talk about it. Um, when it comes to the Women's Royal Rumble, Charlotte Flair ended up taking it. I thought yeah. overall the Rumble was very good. Something about the way that uh, the women... There's a special flair to a female Royal Rumble that I really have come to uh, that have really come to like. Yeah,
2: they've really grown into it. They've really started to make it their own. It's not the they didn't just rip off the men's. I mean, it it's a Royal Rumble. There's only so much you can do, but there's something yeah, about course. the character of it that's so much more uh indiv- like special or like individual from the men's royal rumble it feels different
1: it does and apparently in every royal rumble now at one point somebody has to be thrown over the top rope but their feet don't hit the ground yes! and they have to oh. find weird ways to come nailed back to the ring me. despite the fact that every time someone does it after all of that work they just get like eliminated right away yes. it's like i don't know <laughs> like it's
2: so much fun
1: naomi nailed that uh, this uh. this rumble
2: she, first of all, I said I've gone on record saying this before. She is one of my favorite women's champions uh, aside from Becky that there has been. She's so individual. She's so fun. And when her music hits, it is like a it is like a shot of
1: yeah,
2: like anything. Uh, feel like, the I feel glow. Like, yeah, when that when that it's just like a fucking dance party. And we saw her at WrestleMania, and she fucking twerked down the ramp. <laughs> it was. It was up there with, like, Shakira and J-Lo. Oh, my It was God. amazing. She was absolutely incredible, and she wound up going viral. This Royal Rumble. Uh-huh. She came out, and she crossed over out of wrestling Twitter into, like, pop culture Twitter. Because she came down. She had her, her. I, I'm not sure if it was natural hair, but it was beautiful, big, yeah. beautiful hair. She came out and fucking slayed it, and it crossed over. To people who have never seen wrestling ever before that identify with her, they right. see her, and they're like, holy shit, we need to start watching wrestling. This is why representation matters, and I will get off my soapbox now.
1: No, you're allowed to be on any soapbox you want. Technically, that is what we are doing right here. <laughs> We're soapboxing. We're soapbox it kids. Was
2: so much fun to see people that I know in, like personally that I work with that have never watched wrestling be like, who is this? She's amazing. I'm like, yeah, no, she's a badass, and she's so much fun. She is and so much fun. And that's what – they need more of that. Like, let these guys be themselves. Yep. Like, people see that, and they, it's not always going to be – like, not everyone identifies with Mandy Rose, and I love Mandy. She's amazing, which brings me to my next point. That was amazing with Mandy Rose and Otis.
1: That was adorable, and I'm in love with it. Uh, just just lastly with the Royal Rumble. So, yes, Naomi, she, she did the uh, – The I have not touched the ground yet routine. It was unbelievable. She she did great. And Charlotte ended up taking it. Asuka is still one of my favorites. What they're doing right now with Asuka is unreal. Uh, So I was always, I'm always rooting for her. Of course, she already won the Royal Rumble previously. So I guess you got to share the wealth around a little bit. So it looks like Charlotte will be going to WrestleMania. Although I don't know who she has said she wants to wrestle.
2: Well, she hasn't come out and said it, but the word on the street is hot goss is that it's going to be Rhea ripley in the nxt division for the nxt build
1: so they're going to bring they're going to bring baszler and ripley from nxt to wwe proper or are they gonna
2: i think that they're going to start crossing more of nxt into the main brands to bump ratings on wednesday nights Mm, so you're going to start to see so they they've already had uh they have finn obviously i think that they're going to drop in one of the main roster girls into NXT, like a Charlotte Flair, or give them a big match at WrestleMania to bump the brand a little bit more. And Rhea Ripley right now is a badass.
1: Dude, she is so freaking awesome. She's a truck. She is. She is. Um. All right. I, I'm totally fine with that. I mean. Oh. Absolutely.
2: Oh um. And there is also Beth Phoenix.
1: And the comeback and Beth Phoenix coming back and of course there was also I believe Mighty Molly who was you know, they're out there. They're out there doing their thing. Beth Phoenix is still a hoss, man.
2: Oh god, she and she cracked her head on the post. I don't know if you saw that. Yes. And she was bleeding so bad. And she, hit, she still hit every single one of her spots.
1: I was watching the match, and all of a sudden I see all of these wrestlers have blood on their arms. And, yeah. and you know it's not when, – when a wrestler cuts, it's always like the forehead. It's very well-placed blood. If yeah. you start seeing streaks of blood on people's arms, you're like, oh, somebody's cut yeah. um, and not on purpose. And then I was like, oh, my God. I realized her hair. I didn't – at first I was like, oh, she must have dyed her hair red. I was like, no, she definitely no. didn't have red hair before it's like all of that is blood
2: yeah and she w- it was it was gnarly it was a gnarly hit if you you can find it online but she cracked that post hard it 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 hurt
1: <laughs> yeah dude it reminded me of when cesaro knocked out all of his teeth on oh, the post
2: <gasps> i was uh, i was gonna i was gonna like i, I was front row with mamory at that wrestle R- me hard of course yes. We love her uh, she she was kind enough to let me tag along. Uh, my husband and I had tag along to their like front row seats. And when his teeth got knocked out, he was like four feet from us, and I still have this vision, oh. like burned into my brain of the ref coming over to try to give him a towel to like stop the bleeding, and he put pressure on his teeth. And I swear to God, I thought that Cesaro was going to murder this man. Oh I was like, damn! And he just oh my God, there's so much blood. I was too close to see that much blood.
1: Well, you're very Correct. sensitive. You have a very you have a very sensitive like stomach. You don't like to see a bunch of blood. I, of course, want to see more and more and more blood. All the blood. As a matter <laughs> of fact, I have new respect for Randy Orton. Um, I watched a match that he had with Mick Foley. He came out as Mankind. I believe it was 2002. I'm forgetting the pay-per-view, but it was one of the best hardcore matches I've ever seen. Uh, and I fell in love with Randy Orton all over again,
2: which was nice. Well, he's got a good storyline, too, with Edge.
1: I know. I'm very excited. Uh, so Beth Phoenix, she's covered in blood. The female Royal Rumble, pretty exciting. Uh, some yeah, they had a, they had a bunch of like old school folks come back, and yeah. there was a yeah, it was basically all all the gals you wanted to see.
2: Yeah, we had and one of my favorite independents, uh, Shotzi Blackheart mm. from Hood Slam, up there in Oakland. Uh, she's been like a local, has made, she's big on the Indies for a long time. She's yep. such a badass. She made an appearance. She got her big come out. Candice LeRae got a big come out. It was very exciting. Candice really LeRae was in last year, but.
1: That is why I, that's why the rumble is like one of my favorites because yes. you get to see like so many people that you, you either forgot that you missed or like yeah. whatever, just like folks get their big break and they get to be on a national stage and ah, it's like. And it's awesome. a dream
2: come true to get your number called. Like,
1: that's, it's awesome. I feel,
2: it's not everybody wants a WrestleMania moment, but I do think there's something to a Royal Rumble moment.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, Charlotte Flair looks like, according to Katie's sources, she mm-hmm. will be going against Baszler, and it looks like Ripley, perhaps, going against uh, Becky, which, that would be pretty mm-hmm. intense. I don't uh, see Ripley, how Ripley any- Ripley
2: and Charlotte and Baszler and, uh, sorry, Ripley and Charlotte and Baszler and Becky.
1: Oh, Baszler and Becky and Ripley and Charlotte both of those matches are going to be awesome I don't see how anyone beats Ripley or Baszler to be honest with you because those women terrify me speaking of terrified uh, let's talk a little bit about the fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan I thought this match was actually good it was a strap match um, I like to see the welts and no, I was like I, don't,
2: I I don't like the welts the welts—that's w- what made the whole match. I mean, yes, it does it? Yeah, I, I like it. it wrestling's fake, uh, but the the welts always just—I know that it that hurts. Were you ever like spanked as a child?
1: Oh my goodness! Yes, I grew up very religious. Everyone was hitting you. That
2: shit hurts. Yeah, by
1: law, <laughs> it was a whooping—that's for sure. Daniel Bryan Bray Wyatt Bray Wyatt ends up winning the match as the fiend. Um, I thought it was a very good match. They also did a—they made. it, an adjustment when it comes to the lighting? Yes. Oh my god, thank God. Thank God because for a minute Bray Wyatt was wrestling in this red light that made it impossible to see. So as as a spectator sport, it didn't really help that much.
2: Well, at a at a, the last two Wrestlemanias I've been to, the like last year in New York and the year before that was New Orleans, I forget. But there was something about the way the light was hitting the audience. They had like yellow lights, blue lights, red lights, and they would the lights were hitting you right in the face to the point where we would miss half the match because we couldn't fucking see anything. Right. So chance would start. It happened during the, in New Orleans, it happened during the Oscar or it happened during a women's match. I don't think it was the Oscar Charlotte match, but it was in the middle of a match and I felt so bad for the wrestlers because there was like, turn the lights off was the chant. And it's the second time it's happened, and they were just and it got to a certain point. Somebody from the WWE comes over. They look at this section, and then they radio to the lighting guy and be like, "Change the light." They turn the light off. Everyone shuts up. But it sucks that they have to do that. I'm like, just let the fucking audience see the show.
1: Who gives a shit? Yeah, you would think that's kind of like 101. Um, yeah, they've been doing that stuff for like a minute when it comes to uh, you know putting on wrestling shows. You think they would have the lights figured out?
2: Yeah, they just throw colored lights in the audience, and it pops on camera. It looks beautiful on camera, but if you're sitting in that section, you can't see anything. Mm. And it, I do always, I feel bad. It happened. It happened a couple times in New Orleans. It happened again in New York, uh, where it's they just get this like overwhelming "turn the lights off" chant, uh, and it sucks for the performers because they can hear it.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I did see The Fiend beat Daniel Bryan. I think that storyline is basically going to be gone now. I am not a huge Daniel Bryan fan. I think it's corny. I just have always, I don't like the yes movement. I never have, and I don't even hate him. I think he's a great wrestler. He was an underdog. He has been an underdog for a long time. He has been. You're right. Like, how long can you be the underdog and, like, be the champion?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was an underdog and then he got hurt and it was all taken away from him. I know. So when he came back, it was a big deal. But then actually, it may have been during the Daniel Bryan match, there was the turn the lights off chant because it was such a big deal uh, to have Daniel Bryan back after like a year being gone. He yeah. had a neck injury or t- however long it was uh, two years maybe.
1: No, it's, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, the audience loves Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I understand the yes movement. Everyone, it's, <laughs> it's a very easy chant and people love to say it. I like things that are a little bit darker and a little that's bit good. less like, you know, I think it's a little bit corny, but that is, but that's not t- to diss him.
2: I don't, I don't disagree with you.
1: It's obviously worked. I mean, the whole crowd goes crazy every time he comes out. So it's obviously working.
2: Yeah. They did try to turn him heel. That didn't work. No. Uh, And like make him, you remember the like,
1: the, make the him new the green... Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Where he the just like, the no movement. Yeah. It was horrible. And he's
2: just trying to save the planet. I was like, I I'm with you. And the worst part about the Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, was he was like, you you guys don't recycle enough. And you're like, everyone in the audience is like, yeah, no, we probably don't.
1: And you're like, how am
2: I supposed to hate him? I mean, everything he's saying, you're, well,
1: he's not wrong. That's accurate, yes. And we do need to be better. When it comes to single yeah. use plastics, Daniel, you're right. I am you're wrong. You're right.
2: I'm not rooting, a, I don't think, I. You're
1: not wrong. You're not wrong. No, you're right. He was, he's much better in the role that he yeah. has with the Yes Movement, all that stuff. I get it, which is why I also think he was a great match for The Fiend. I just, I am such a mark for all those things that Bray Wyatt yeah. does. He's. So I good. have heard some people say the the worst part about Bray Wyatt is the matches and everything else they love. But I actually, I think his, the way he tells the story in the ring as The Fiend, I think he's doing a very good job. I think he's extremely talented. Rotunda, that's his name. And he comes across as strangely authentically from hell. Yeah. It's not easy to do because it's such a ludicrous character. Yeah. And to sell it, it's—it he does a good job. And
2: I think that he has, he has more personality than he has wrestling skill. However, I feel like the personality makes up for his lack of flippies.
1: He does not do a lot of flippies.
2: Not a lot of flippies. But that's okay because he's... He's still, he's good.
1: He is good. And I was kind of hoping that he was going to come out in the bottom of the, from the bottom of the ring in the Royal Rumble, but he never did. He never did.
2: Oh, that would have been good.
1: Yeah. But I'm just, I'm a huge fan of The Fiend, so I always want to see more. Of him. All right. So there's a little Royal Rumble recap. Also, King Corbin won. So congratulations, Baron Corbin.
2: <laughs> I was thinking about you on the way in when I was like, I love. I've grown into loving to hate him.
1: I actually, I am a fan of, of of Baron Corbin. I, it took me a while too. It really did, but now yeah. I get it. He's a he is a good jackass. He's actually really. I mean, done
2: a... and I loved him. Do you remember when he had he would come out looking like a mixologist, like he had a vest on with like a white button up shirt underneath? Oh
1: yeah, he was a real he was a Williamsburg barkeep. <laughs> Such a
2: douchebag.
1: Perfect. Not that
2: Williamsburg bartenders are douchebags. No, no,
1: they can be. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Baron Corbin, he did have a great match, although he was pinned by Roman Reigns, and now that Roman is not being shoved down everyone's throats. It's nice to see the audience show him a little bit more respect. I'm back in. I'm back in, and I personally, I follow him on Instagram, and I see him. He's very. He seems like a really good dude.
2: He's a. He's a dad.
1: He's a dad, and he's <laughs> he's got leukemia coming back, and it's just hard. I can't. I don't want to boo him anymore, and it wasn't his fault. No one was booing him. They were upset with the WWE storyline.
2: Yeah, and uh, just a sidebar for two seconds. Did you see uh, the? Hobbs and Shaw, the movie.
1: I did not see Hobbs and Shaw.
2: Okay. Well, the WWE was like pimping Hobbs and Shaw so hard. Obviously, The Rock is in it. Um, It's like a spinoff for the Fast and the Furious franchise. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were like, Roman Reigns is in the movie. Roman Reigns is in like this blockbuster movie with The Rock. And they did like behind the scenes, like outtakes at like during uh, Raw and and SmackDown. And then I go to see the movie and Roman Reigns is in it for all of six seconds mm. and he just does his like, he does his like, his yell before he like punches the mat and that's it. He's in it. He's in like a couple shots and he has like one yell and then he's out.
1: That's the sign of a great actor. Stole the, stole the entire movie with six seconds. Yeah. Like Jesus from the Big Lebowski. He's only in that one scene and you think he's in half of the film. Oh yeah, good call. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's going on on the business side of the wwe evidently uh, vince got upset with a couple of different people uh it was executives uh, george barros and michelle wilson he was like you're out of here you're gone so because of that the wwe stock fell 20 percent um <laughs> these were two co-presidents it came out of nowhere uh, that's why the stock plummeted it fell by as much as 20.5% to $49.79 within an hour after the management <laughs> transition. Barrows and Wilson were both promoted to co-presidents, with Barrows previously serving as the chief financial officer and Wilson serving as the chief revenue officer as recently as 2018. Why did he do this, Katie? Do we have any information as to what went on? Why did Vince fire these two people? Why did they go... It I seems mean, it seems like totally abrupt, especially now. The WWE is expanding further than perhaps they should be because as we're seeing yeah. now, they're going to officially stop doing so many house shows because for the first time, they're losing money on house shows, which is so yeah. hard to even think about. Is this just, when it, when it comes to their Fox deal, I know the numbers, I don't believe they're that bad. Friday night isn't a huge night for television audiences anyway, so I think Fox is fine with it. But it just seems like this isn't the right time for Vince to be going in there, (laughs) taking a bunch of energy powder and randomly firing two co-presidents. It
2: seems it does have a lot of like, I mean, also trying to get inside of a narcissist's head is like useless anyway, but it does seem like it's a culmination of NXT not doing well, losing the house shows, the network numbers, the WWE network numbers have been steadily declining. And I think between a combination of all of those things, oh there's a lot of negatives happening, and there's been no real like here's the solution right, Thus cutting the chicken off with the head.
1: I saw that when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the network, the subscribers are going down. I don't actually know why, because the network itself is better now than it ever has been. When you search WrestleMania, for example, WrestleMania actually comes up like you can actually find archived matches very easily. Now it's less clunky than it used to be. So I don't understand why. The network isn't doing well because I've been loving the Broken Skull sessions uh, with yeah. uh, with uh, with Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He interviewed uh, um, Undertaker, Mark Calloway. He interviewed Kane um, Goldberg, which is okay. He, he he's he's doing a great job. There's a lot of individual pro- programming. I don't know why the network. It's only ten dollars a month. It's the price of two sandwiches.
2: Well, I think I think it's a culmination of things. I think that there's a ton of streaming networks right now. You can get Disney. You can get right. Hulu. You can get Netflix. You can get ESPN. You can get all of that stuff. Uh, you can get CBS. ABC. Like every network has their own streaming service. So if you've cut the cable, okay, fine. You can select your channels or whatever. But also, let's remember, nine ninety nine is still kind of high for a for a streaming service. that's just below. That's just above Hulu and just below Netflix. Right. So like. It is I mean it is kinda high. So are they so now I think with the market being saturated with streaming services uh-huh. um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens because you're people don't watch wrestling all year. They watch wrestling in January to March, really. Right. And then into WrestleMania because there's no sports on. Right. So then I think so maybe we'll see what January does and see if any of those numbers start to tick up. But this was this was definitely a bold move from from Vince to just
1: chop them off. This is what Vince had to say in a press release regarding the firing of George and Michelle. He says, I would like to thank George and Michelle for their 10 years plus service and contribution to the organization. I am grateful for all that was accomplished during their tenure. But the board and I decided a change was necessary as we have different views on how best to achieve our strategic priorities. Moving forward, long story short, he thought they sucked.
2: Oh, yeah. There's, I mean... Corporate corporate thank yous are such bullshit. Yes. Say what you mean, Vince. Cut a promo.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> episodes of Raw and SmackDown have been down 30% to 25%. Yeah. That's from 2018. Uh, Raw in 2019 had a low of about 2.1 million viewers while Smackdown had about 1.8 million viewers. Raw's average viewership through 2018 saw a 32% decline and those numbers have continued to go down. So it's like maybe this is the right decision for Vince then yeah. to, you know, kind of redirect right the ship, try to get the numbers back up because if you're making if you're losing money at house shows That's not good. That's like really freaking horrible. Yeah.
2: I mean- So we will see. I mean, it's all, and it's all, I mean, at a certain, like they would have house shows at the Staples Center, which is great but it's still the fucking Staples Center. It is a massive venue. Absolutely. It is a massive venue. Like, why would you? I'm just not on board with how I think it's a it sounds like even from here, it sounds like a waste of money to have a house show at the Staples Center.
1: Yeah. And this is kind of interesting. Even after the Royal Rumble, they usually see a bounce, but they did not see any bounce whatsoever uh, for Monday Night Raw for the first time uh, in a long time. So it is, uh, yeah, WWE, despite the fact that they have the market fully saturated for the most part. Only AEW in there, being like, "Hey, I'll take I
2: you mean, on." I mean, maybe that's maybe that should be a bigger part of the conversation too, because creatively, uh, yes, it's a smaller company. Yes, it's only on once a week, um, but they're bringing they're bringing it every Wednesday, and they're winning Wednesday nights. Not by much. It's not a number that even compares to a Friday night or a Monday night. Uh, but it's they're still winning, and I think. There is something to be said about the quality of storyline happening on AEW versus the afterthought storyline that is, oh my, like Smackdown on Friday night had like a a dog food match.
1: I saw that. Come
2: on. Oh, come on. Like, what's happening? What are you doing?
1: Hey, man, give the food to the dogs. That's what I say. (laughs) All right. Well, just briefly talking about AEW. If you do want to hang out with AEW superstars, feel free to go on the Jericho cruise. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Next year. It's so exciting. Very, very exciting. Right now, Dynamite is averaging about 871,000 viewers. Uh, NXT is at about 7,600,000 viewers. And it seems like those numbers are fairly consistent, right, Katie? It seems like AEW yeah. is pretty consistently beating uh, NXT, which I think is kind of sad because NXT on Wednesdays might be the best product that WWE has.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it comes down to uh, production value. Yeah. It's a flashier show on AEW. And I think the storylines uh, story are comparable between the two brands. I feel like they're like, and this sounds silly, but there are more like uh, mature storylines. They're character driven. They're kind of deep rooted in backstory and experience as opposed to what's on Raw and SmackDown Is kind of uh, gimmicky, kind of com- commercially like, you know, more of a broader audience. Right. I just feel like there's deeper story on Wednesday nights, period.
1: I agree. And they only have... The one show to worry about, and they're planning their storylines out, like what's going on right now with Moxley um, and Jericho. It's going to be great. I'm very excited. Late February, I believe that pay-per-view will be. My only issue is, I said the words pay-per-view, AEW will be having a pay-per-view. I don't even know how to get one of those anymore.
2: Uh, it's on Fight TV.
1: So it's on fighttv.com?
2: Yeah, it's on Fight TV, and, and I'm sure you can link to it from Bleacher Report. They okay. have a deal with those two. And they did just have some sort of, uh, maybe someone knows a little bit more about this than I do. I don't have all the details on it, but they uh, internationally, AEW had a deal with ITV, and I believe ITV just dropped the pay-per-view uh, aspect of that deal. So I think internationally it'll also only be available either on Fight T V or Bleacher Report.
1: Okay. Well check that out. That'll be very Fight exciting. TV for sure. Fight T V. Um, awesome. Well, I feel like that's basically the biggest wrestling news of yeah. the past few days, don't you think, Katie?
2: I feel like we did I mean, considering I've got whatever the fuck is happening with my voice. I
1: don't know what but you sound good and you look good and Thanks. that's all that matters.
2: I feel, I feel fine.
1: It's, it's fun, Raspi. It's like, you know, you're a, you're a diplomat. You're a leader. You're someone yeah. that, you know, you have, you have. I've been
2: working hard, guys. You've been working
1: hard. you got war stories. You're ready to fire yeah. presidents. You will, you will fire anyone at the drop of a hat.
2: Take them out of the knee. I love it. Nancy Kerrigan.
1: Ooh, Tom Galluli.
2: Tanya Harding. Tanya
1: Harding. If she did it. <laughs> if she did it. Yeah. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening, supporting all the shows here on LPN. We will be going exclusive to Spotify February 14th. Very excited about that. So get the Spotify app. I just had to listen to Abeligan's top App, my political show and I clicked on it and I was like, oh, I got to get the app. And I was able to do it almost blackout hammered. So if I can do it, you can do it. That's that's the motto of my life.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's accurate
1: (laughs) that's it so (laughs) get out there get the app listen on spotify we are very excited with that partnership so all right everyone thank you all so much for listening hail yourselves and katie your catchphrase for the week
2: you know what i've committed to put some ranch on it
1: put some ranch on it baby i love put some ranch on it i've committed to it i'm gonna get i'm gonna put some ranch on some pizza
0: today
2: live your life man
0: This show is made possible by
1: listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar.